the bewitched breakfast. Oh, yeah, grinned the king. Tomorrow is the first day of the Grand Congress of the Twenty Nations. That means banquets all the time, and I've only just recovered from eating too much the Wednesday before last, when Aunt Lizzie came to tea. Don't be silly, cried the Queen. It'll be lovely. I adore banquets. And I shall do some of the cooking myself, secretly, she added hurriedly, so that none of those oriental monarchs will know I've done it. The Queen loved cooking, and had the finest collection of elegant cooking aprons in the kingdom. Hmm, said the King. I think it's highly probable that those oriental monarchs will know only too well you've done the cooking. I mean to say, your ideas of exotic dishes go a bit too far sometimes. The only one that went a bit far last time, said the Queen, was my special glazed curried toad in the hole, which shot out of the window when your knife slipped on it. And was eaten by a passing dragon, who was found dead two hours later, said the King. That was because it had been slain by an enthusiastic dragon slayer, not because I had eaten my glazed curried toad in the hole, cried the Queen. Well, I don't think you ought to do the cooking this time, said the King. Let the royal cook do the banquet, if only to keep her quiet. She was very upset last time when you insisted on doing all the cooking, and she had to do the washing up after you. Especially when you burnt her favourite frying pan. Oh, all right, said the Queen. But I think I ought to contribute something to the festivities. Suddenly she clapped her hands. Of less idea. I won't cook the royal banquet. But I shall cook breakfast for the Oriental monarchs. I can do it before they get up, so they won't know. Now... What sort of spicy, elegant, exotic dish would oriental gentlemen like for breakfast? I've got a fairly marvellous idea too, my dear, said the king craftily. Instead of giving those oriental monarchs exotic spicy food of the kind they're used to, let's be terribly original and give them a simple, ordinary, incredible alien breakfast. I mean... It's no treat for them to have spicy, exotic foods. Let's give them a pleasant surprise and a breakfast of simply marvellous, homely boiled eggs. They'll probably love it. And it would be a change too for the non-Oriental monarchs. After all those elaborate palace banquets of grilled trout and kidneys and bacon and kippers and so on, I'm sure I should like a nice boiled egg. We've never had a simple, homely boiled egg for breakfast at the palace. Well, said the Queen doubtfully, I suppose that's all right, but... Uh, she wasn't very excited about cooking nice, simple, homely boiled eggs for breakfast, because although she was marvellous at exotic and elegant cookery, she hadn't the faintest idea how to make an ordinary thing like a boiled egg. The only thing is, she began, but the king was immersed in state documents and was taking no notice. Gertrude, said the queen to the cook as she came into the kitchen, how do you boil eggs? I'm going to boil them for the monarch's breakfast at the congress tomorrow, so I had better practice a bit first. You know I've never been one for plain cooking. 
No, that you haven't, mum, I mean your majesty, said the cook. But I've always said that good plain cooking is more difficult than that fancy continental stuff. How do you boil eggs? said the queen in a very determined voice. Three minutes each, your majesty, said the cook. Unless they're extra small or you wanted them extra soft or something. I'm not going to be confused with useless unless it's an ifs and buts, said the queen. Three minutes for each egg it shall be. The great day of the Grand Congress of the Twenty Nations arrived. All the monarchs had arrived the night before and slept at the palace. Some of the highly oriental ones had slept the wrong way round in their beds. Some of them had slept with their hats on, and some of them hadn't slept at all, but sat cross-legged on the floor facing east. But they were all down to breakfast in good time. Now, let's see, said the queen, who had been up even before dawn. She was wearing her best cooking apron with the royal arms of incredible Ania embroidered on the pocket. She counted the eggs for all the royal monarchs, 21 eggs all told, including one for herself. Three minutes each, she said, carefully remembering Cook's instructions. Soon, the butler brought all the specially boiled royal eggs into the state dining room, each in a solid gold egg cup. The majordomo struck a gong three times and breakfast began. His elevated extremity, the can of Prapso, hit his egg vigorously with the back of his spoon. Oh my goodness! It burst into powder in his face! The king of Dunahoutu seemed to know how to deal with a boiled egg. He tapped it gently but firmly with his spoon, but it didn't crack. So he hit it with a plate, and the plate broke instead of the egg. What a terrible thing to happen on this day of all days! All the eggs were harder than hard-boiled, and not just hard-boiled, but positively, absolutely, frightfully hard-boiled. The squeegee of Flattenout, who was something of a conjurer, pretended to swallow his egg whole and managed to throw it into a fern pot when nobody was looking. King Dot of Cariwan was an experienced magician. He got his egg open and pulled yards and yards of coloured ribbon out of it, after which it exploded and was never seen again. As for the king of Incredibleania, he gave his to the royal cat, who pushed it under the coal scuttle. Oh my goodness gracious me! wailed the queen when she saw what was happening. I can't understand it! Three minutes each I boiled those eggs. There's mischief of what some magician in an enemy country has bewitched those eggs so as to cause consternation at the Congress. It's a plot. That's what it is. A deep-laid purple plot. The mogul of Morlus, who didn't understand eggs, was bouncing his on the floor because it bounced rather well. The ewe-go of Carnstop commanded his egg to open sesame, and it blew up in his face again. But the king of Incredibleania was beginning to think he saw a tiny glimmer of light. You say you boil the eggs three minutes each? he asked. Yes, said the queen. Three minutes each, twenty-one eggs, sixty-three minutes. Oh my, seventeen fairy godmothers, groaned the king. You boil the eggs for sixty-three minutes. That's more than an hour. No wonder they're hard-boiled. Twenty-one eggs in one saucepan still need only three minutes to cook the lot. Well, how was I supposed to know that? 
demanded the Queen. Cook told me to boil the eggs three minutes each, and so I did. Nobody told me that if 21 eggs were all cooked together, they need the same power as one. That doesn't sound like good arithmetic to me. I shall never attempt to cook simple, homely boiled eggs. They're much too complicated. I shall stick to easy things, like peacock's ears, a tra-la-la, or filet-a. Well, my dear, interrupted the king, looking anxiously round at the monarchs, who were either still struggling with their eggs, or who had given up and gone to sleep. I think we'd better arrange something else for breakfast. So the queen hurriedly called the butler to bring in plenty of cold ham, so the congress could proceed. Not that it mattered, really, because some of the kings had been quietly eating toast and marmalade, not liking to say anything about the eggs, in case it wasn't polite. And some of the Oriental monarchs didn't understand breakfast, and never did eat any anyway, but thought the extraordinary eggs rather good fun. However, they all made up for it at the royal banquet that evening, which the Queen graciously allowed to be cooked by the royal cook. All the monarchs ate so much and felt so good-tempered that the following day's congress went off without anybody disagreeing with anything, which had never occurred at a grand congress before.